interdimensional travel, the reports, all the way back into mankind's antiquity, up until present day, there have been reports of people, through some means or another, who have dimensionally traveled. There are people who have traveled to another dimension and somehow made it back to tell their story. How they do this, it varies. Why they do this varies. Accounts of alleged dimensional travel. These stories are mainly um, they're from people who seem to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, however, there are people out there who claim to be able to do this at will. Our first story is this. Uh, it's about this man from a place called Torred. Now the dude was in Japan for business apparently, and what makes this story interesting is that. While he had legitimate currency on him from multiple countries, was familiar with the language, was familiar with social customs and social norms and uh, the processes of immigration, he had a driver's license issued to him from a country called Torred. No one had fucking ever heard of that place. They still haven't fucking found it. He had bank. He had a. He had bank notes or uh, checks. He had. He had paperwork from a bank that nobody could fucking. Nobody. Nobody had ever heard of it. So. The Japanese immigration officials, while they were trying to figure out this dude's, you know, situation, they put him in a room in a hotel for the night to see what, you know, while they could figure all this shit out. Well, the next morning they went to come get him, and the fucker wasn't there. I know what you're saying. Dave, why is that a fucking big deal? Because the guy was 15 floors up, and the whole night he had two immigration officials standing guard at his door. And they said the motherfucker never left. So, figure that one out. Now, why is the man from Torred up here? Well, there's a lot of inference to be made here. You have to think about how in the hell would this motherfucker disappear out of that fucking hotel room? One, probably. Uh, there's a lot of nuts and bolts way that could have happened. I mean, you watch a Mission Impossible film. I mean, they basically give you a blueprint on how to escape from a fucking skyscraper. You seen fucking Die Hard? Done. Dude, you just get yourself a long rope. You're out. Fuck it. <laughs> Fucking sheets and shit, man. How do you explain his currency? How do you explain his fucking license plate? His license and shit? Well, it could have just been fucking botched. You know, he could have been a really shitty spy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he tried to break into the country. and was just like, oh, all my paperwork is fucking garbage. Fuck. No, man. But why do they call it dimensional travels? Be because they, they think that this person somehow ended up in the country from another dimension because of the stuff that he had on him. They said there was nothing weird about him. It just seemed like... You know what this story reminds me of? If you guys have ever read the Dark Tower series, in the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, that whole series is le is legit about dimensional travel. Without the concept of dimensional travel, the book doesn't exist. There's no way to move the book or its plotline. Or gather the characters that are <clears throat> that take place in the book because they're all from different dimensions and different time frames. It's a fucking crazy book. I suggest you guys read it. If you try to get past the first three books and then it gets fucking awesome. I know that's a tall order, but anyway, why is this, you know, oh wait, where was I going with this? Because while they're in the book, they're going through a different dimension and everything looks the same except the Major League Baseball team in Kansas City. They're called the uh, Monarchs instead of the Royals. And it made me think about this dude because everything's damn near close to our fucking dimension, right? 
but it's not. There's like a couple of things here and there that are that stand out. You're like, what the fuck? What is your fucking license, dude? Why are you from a place called Torred? Where the fuck is that from? How do you have Japanese currency? How do you have European money? How do you have money from other European nations, but you're from a place from like a country no one's ever fucking heard of? And furthermore, how in the fuck did you escape out of a goddamn 15-story goddamn building? How'd you do that? That's impressive. Fuck the license plate. Fuck all that other shit. I don't care about the dimension. I'm more impressed with you getting out of that motherfucking building. The famous disappearing boy. This one's pretty cool, man. So apparently in the Philippines, there was this little boy who uh, gathered a little bit of local repute with the music, with the news outlets there because it was reported that he was able to disappear and reappear at will. And uh, there are several reports of this boy executing a phenomenon known as bi-locality. I know, he was just a little bi- <laughs> By locality, curious. <laughs> it's like butters and shit. This is a fucking crazy story because it's not just this boy claiming he was able to do it. You have the media, you have his parents, you have the school, you have his, you have his classmates claiming that they witnessed this phenomena. So what happened? Essentially, when they asked the boy how he was able to do what he does, he said. One day he was walking home from school, and as he was walking by this field, he saw a strange blonde girl with blue eyes standing there. When he walked over to her, because she was beckoning to him, she touched his hand, and that's when he realized that she was floating. <laughs> um, I've heard this story elsewhere. From a, I, there's always this, this. This part right here, this piece of information is unilateral in some of these cases. This blonde girl shows up more than once. Uh, I've heard of her in other stories, like this phenomenon of people being touched by a blonde girl and then all of a sudden having some type of weird ability to astral travel or exhibit out-of-body experience or induce out-of-body experiences at will seems to be common. Not common, but um, it's not a one-off. So anyway, this boy claims that he was able to just disappear and reappear at will. He would astral travel, out-of-body experience. Sometimes he'd be gone for days at a time. He wouldn't even need to eat, you know. His parents would be worried about him. Um, everybody found out about it. The parents were probably worried, but the, it came to a head when the school called his, his parents. And they said, hey, dude, where the fuck is your kid? This fucking kid is never here. He's failing everything. Do you want this kid to grow up to be a fucking idiot? Where is he? Bring him into school. And naturally, the parents are like, what do you mean? We send him to fucking school every day. Like, what the fuck? What are you guys doing? We gave him to you, you fuck. <laughs> so the dad, the kid's, the kid's dad ends up walking his little boy to school and stands guard in front of his fucking room, the classroom, right while he's going to school just to make sure that the kid's not a little sneaky fuck and ditches school. Like a fucking badass would. I'm just kidding. Badasses don't cut school. They fucking finish it. College fucking degree right here. What's up? And it's at this point that in front of his classmates and in front of his teacher and in behind his dad's back who was standing outside the fucking classroom, the kid literally disappeared. Like it was like a demanifestation right there. It was like somebody just like, you ever see like those fucking movies where like a ghost just disappears in front of you? It was like that. He was fucking somewhere else. 
And then everybody lost their shit. Everybody lost their shit. They're like, what in the fuck did we just see, dude? And that's when, like, the news outlets got involved because obviously the school was like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and then the kids, parents, you know, and stuff like that. And then obviously you have the classmates. I mean, his little kid friends are going to fucking talk a bunch. Eventually, as this kid grew older, the phenomena ceased altogether. Now, this kind of, this really jives with a lot of psychic abilities in young kids. The older they get and the closer they get to puberty, um, you see this tapering off of these latent psychic abilities. Uh, which is interesting. I don't know why that is. I can make some claims, but I wouldn't be founded in science, and I'm not about to do any of that shit. So moving the fuck on with this motherfucking podcast. Here we go. Uh, wait. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So I wanted to say something about this episode, this this particular story. The Philippines is a very interesting country because it's at the crossroads of the modern-day world with all the technology and all the shit that we have in the first world. And it intersects with this, these ancient religious and spiritual traditions and beliefs and superstitions, some people would say. I don't call them superstitions because, you know, shit happens. You can't explain. And then people just end up calling it a fucking superstition because they don't want to believe it. Anyway, moving on. Basically what happened, I think, here is that you have a country that is on the threshold of the new of like of the first world the modern world right but they still have this ability they still this this holdover from their ancient spiritual past and when you have something like that when you have a society that is a little bit more open and aware of spiritual activity you know altered states um, it's not unheard of for them to embrace it especially as a culture because you you know you wouldn't see about that shit here in America. We don't have a culture of altered states. We don't have a culture of expanding consciousness. In fact, when we did, it was called a counterculture. Those it was the fucking hippies. And uh yeah, that we all know how that went. Anyway. Now, moving on. Wrong floor. Now this one's fucking crazy. This one's crazy. Wait, real quick. Let's unpack the last one real quick. Why is a famous disappearing boy in Philippines uh, an object like considered a dimensional traveler well it's because he's manipulating the dimension he's in he's able to transcend the third and then the fourth dimension which is time to to basically psychically project his his consciousness wherever the fuck he sees fit and if he's able to affect the natural world around him while he's in that state he was also able to practice a form of psychoenergetics which is like uh you know, like telekinesis, where like people, like you know, you're psychic. You can fucking move shit with your fucking brain. Yeah, but imagine you're not using your brain. Fuck, you're not even using your motherfucking body. You've thrown. You know how people throw their voice. Imagine throwing your consciousness, and then your consciousness throws itself. It's it's hard to explain. Moving on, dude. Wrong floor. In 1934, a woman named Miriam Golden, she experienced this strange fucking occurrence while shopping in uh, the department store in Chicago. Uh, while She was shopping at this department store in Chicago with her fiancé. Now, I've been to Chicago, and it's not unheard of to have a weird occurrence there. Uh, I had some homeless fucker threaten to sever my fucking head. <laughs> Charming city. Love it. Can't wait to go back. Well, and unlike Miriam Golden, well, un- 
Miriam Golden, unlike myself, was not threatened with decapitation in Chicago. In fact, she had stumbled into another dimension altogether. Because when she stepped out of this, uh, this, this elevator onto another floor, she found herself on the main floor, the lobby, if you will, of this bustling railroad station. And naturally, you can imagine her fucking confusion. She's like, I was in a fucking department store a second ago. Where did the fucking train come from, dude? All right. That's enough to creep anybody the fuck out. So she's, you know, getting her bearings, looking around this busy, busy, busy fucking lobby. She encounters a boy who seems to be able to see her because up until this point, all the people that were around her seemed not to notice her. Her and this boy get to talking and he says, okay, so you're in the same position I am. She comes to find out that he was in Nebraska playing tennis, walked into his locker room for a drink of water, came out and found himself in the fucking lobby of this railway station. It's kind of bizarre that these people find themselves in a railway station as dimensional travelers. It's something that seems kind of like symbolic, I guess, right? Now, both of them decided that maybe they should get the fuck out of this railway station and get their bearings and figure out what the fuck to do next. So her and this boy got out and they started walking around and... This is where the story gets fucking even. If the story wasn't weird enough, it gets it just continues to get fucking weird and just ends. It doesn't there's nothing where it's like, oh okay. No, it's like, holy shit, that's weird. So as her and this boy are walking around the fucking town trying to figure out what they're going to do, Miriam stumbles across her sister-in-law. Both women acknowledge each other, and there's a brief conversation followed by an effort to close the distance and meet up because her sister-in-law is she Miriam sees her sister-in-law on a sandbar like sun tanning and shit with like these other chicks which is weird like you're in a fucking railway station you're walking down the street boom you're at the fucking beach dude like I don't get it man but if you're dimensionally traveling I mean does it need to make sense so after trying to connect with her sister-in-law close the distance and meet up she realizes that despite her attempts the distance is still the same Kind of like those dreams where you're trying to get somewhere and you fucking don't. That's exactly the way it was. So naturally, being fucking discouraged and obviously probably creeped the fuck out by her scenario, she fucking sat down and probably gave up for a few minutes. Now the story goes, the next thing she knows, Miriam wakes up in the department store where she was previously at near closing time. She'd been sitting in a fucking chair reading a magazine apparently. Which is crazy. So later on, she would discuss the the scenario with her sister-in-law. And this is where it gets even fucking weirder. The sister said, yeah, she's like, I I saw you. I, I, I saw you. We were trying to get your attention, but you were with my brother and you guys were, you guys were with my brother and you were so engrossed in one another that you didn't notice my, me calling to you. Yeah. So here you have a woman who's trying to get the attention of her sister-in-law, can't close the distance. She's walking around with this this strange boy that she doesn't even fucking know, never seen him before, seen him before in her life. And Miriam's sister-in-law, there's two people with two completely different chain of events. And that one has got to be one of the fucking craziest stories. Now, why is that dimensional travel? Well, why wouldn't it be? How fucking insane is that? You have you have conflicting timelines, a conflicting chain of events. You have you have incongruent locations. You know, a department store elevator leads you out right into a fucking railway station. You leave the railway station with some fucker you met from Nebraska, and then all of a sudden you're at the beach. 
and you can't close the distance with your sister-in-law, and then all of a sudden you wake up in the department store with a magazine on your lap? I mean, <laughs> at some point, dimensional travel has got to be the simplest explanation. It does. It does. Because anything past that is going to be like a James Bond, Mission Impossible, Herculean effort of mental Olympics to fucking work out some type of crazy Kaiser Sosa, Pepe Silvia, Charlie fucking Day in the fucking mailroom fucking conspiracy theory fucking process. Moving on. Edgar Casey. If you've never heard of Edgar Casey, I'm not surprised. Edgar Casey died back in 1945, so he's been gone a while. Edgar Casey is probably one of the most well-documented psychics in modern history. Um, for most people who don't believe in psychics or ESP or any of this other fucking woo-woo shit, that's totally understandable. Until you realize that <laughs> all this dude, everything this guy did, with the exception of a, a handful of some of his prophecies, all the shit worked. Everything. The guy was so fucking legit, dude, the, the medical community couldn't, they couldn't debunk anything he said. Let's just back up here real quick. Edgar Casey was born in uh, March 18th, 1877 in Hopskinville, Kentucky. Um, he was a faith healer and psychic. I already mentioned he's the most documented psychic of all time. He, had, he has like 300 books written about him, his material. There's a nonprofit organization called the Association for Research and Enlightenment, which, by the way... If any of you guys watch Ancient Aliens or any of those like Egypt, you know, Egyptian doc documentaries about Egypt, Ancient Egypt, and you see Zahi Hawass, Zahi Hawass got his scholarship through the Association for Research and Enlightenment, which was found, it's, which, it's the, it's, it's the Edgar Casey Foundation. Um, Casey, Casey's can't claim to fame started from a real young age and I'm going to get into why this guy's a dimensional traveler right now. It's because from a young age he had exhibited very strange abilities. He was able to sleep on books. He put his hand on a book and he would read it while he was asleep and he could tell you page for page, word for word, paragraph for paragraph what the fucking thing was in it. And it got to a point where at one time an event occurred in his life and it led him to the it led up to this this scenario where he had began to diagnose medical ailments in his sleep and they used to call these things readings and what he would do is he would basically lie down and go to sleep but it would look like you know he was kind of hypnotized and how does this tie into dimensional travel this is how it ties in Casey says, quote, he maintained his subconscious mind, which he identified as the mind of the soul. It would leave his body and retrieve knowledge from the spiritual realm where all subconscious minds are connected. He said he received, he said he received much of his information from the Akashic records, which I don't know too much about, but essentially it's like the galactic Wikipedia if you can tap into it there's knowledge to be gained and there's, there's this speculation that what Casey was doing is a very complex form of dimensional travel 
when you have a person who can induce states of -of out-of-body experience, astral travel, remote viewing, and bilocality, this is a dimensional traveler. This is somebody who does this at will. If you've ever had a dream, like a lucid dream, where you were able to control what the fuck happened, imagine doing that every time you went to fucking sleep, dude. Casey, his main claim to fame was that he was able to heal people. And what happens, like, let's say you would send Casey a letter. Mr. Casey, uh, I've taken way too many shits, and I think I've blown my fucking dirty old fucking ass crack out. (laughs) Can you fucking help me, bro? He'd read that, and he'd laugh, and then he'd throw it in the fucking fire, and he'd go to sleep. And while he was asleep, he would go see wherever the fuck you were located because distance doesn't mean shit in this instance. You could be 3,000 miles away. He could go to sleep and give and give you a, a full-on medical diagnostic of your entire motherfucking body using very detailed, highly complex, obscure medical terminology that even most medical doctors and practitioners would be grabbing their fucking books to look up if you think this is bullshit you can look up this instance where he had a panel of doctors evaluate him during the midst of one of his readings and they they sat in they paid they they sat in on one of his readings they paid attention to his terminology they and they uh, they basically judged his diagnoses and found that he was dead on accurate not damn near all the time. Edgar Casey was such an influential psychic healer that he became the father of holistic medicine because a lot of the stuff he would prescribe would be it wasn't the shit you'd get at these fucking dickhead pharmaceutical companies that are just trying to push their fucking symptom managing bullshit on you. Nah. Nah, he'd give you some shit to cure your ass. He's like, hey, your corn's in your dirty ass fucking feet, bro? <laughs> I got you. I'm gonna go to sleep real quick, okay? And then I'm gonna come back with some weird fucking esoteric shit. And then you're not gonna have any more of the fucking corns on your gross ass fucking feet there, you troglodyte ass. You know what's funny about that evaluation that Casey subjected himself to? Those doctors almost fucked him up. He would have had to have healed himself. Yeah, while he was under, they kept poking him, prodding him, like jamming shit in his fucking skin, dude. Just see if he was faking it, you know? And, uh, you know, when he came out of it, man, they almost fucked him up, dude. Yeah, he ended up, he was pissed about that, actually. Now, how does this fucking deal with, how, why is this dimensional trap? Well, because if you're not exhibiting a consistent adherence to the third and the fourth dimension, and you, you find yourself being able to tap into other higher dimensions at will, and able to execute some form of control and influence over a dimension that is outside of your original physical construct... And not only that, you did it to heal people. I mean, that's got to be fucking... That, you're a dimensional traveler, man. I mean, you know how hard it is to diagnose people with these complex medical terms when you understand that you never graduated the 8th grade because you lived on a fucking farm? Casey did not have any formal education past the 8th grade. He's by all rights a country bumpkin, dude. And yet this guy was able to travel, he was able to astral travel, out-of-body experience, heal people, give fucking prophecies, give fucking, he would give people advice on shit. One thing is really interesting, I'm going to stop with this though. This dude was a really religious dude who read the Bible every fucking day. So he wasn't into some fucking satanic shit. This wasn't him like worshiping the fucking devil. None of that shit. And that's interesting because 
when he would try to give prophecies and give people like advice and stuff like that on where they should go to dig for oil, you know, whenever he tried to make money off it in like a greedy attempt, it always backfired on him. Anytime he tried to heal somebody, man, it fucking worked like a champ as long as they took the prescription. If you did what Edgar Casey told you to do when he did a reading for you, your ass lived. If you didn't, well, that's on you. You shit the bed. And the ironic thing about Edgar Casey is he never took his own fucking advice. <laughs> He ate like shit and smoked like a fucking fiend. I mean, when you've seen something, the shit like that guy's seen, I mean, do you really have that much of a hold? Or are you really that invested in this three, the fourth dimension corporeal world? He's probably like, hey, I'm going to enjoy myself here, motherfucker. I'm not going to sit here and fucking stretch this shit out, jerk off. Do you know what is out there? <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Padre Pio. Padre Pio was a Vatican exorcist for like, I don't know, forever. And the crazy thing about Father Padre, not Father Padre Pio, Father Pio is that he was reported to have exhibited by locality countless times by people. All the fucking time. All the time. And this is a man who suffered from stigmata. If you don't know what stigmata is, it's where you, somebody exhibits the wounds of, the, of, of Christ on their hands and on their feet. Where those fucking assholes fucking nailed him to the fucking cross. Pieces of shit. Look, man. I'm not religious. But nailing people to fucking wood is fucked up. I don't give a fuck who you are. Fuck is wrong with you. Nailing people to a fucking stick. Pieces of shit. It's just... Dude, human beings are fucked up, man. No wonder people want to dimensionally travel. Like, I'm trying to get the fuck out of here, dude. These people are fucking crazy. Look at these jerk-offs. They bought all the goddamn toilet paper. I don't know what to do. Holy shit, all this social distancing, I can't fucking deal with it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to social distance. I'm going to socially distance by dimensionally traveling the fuck out of here, dude. I'm going to take me, I'm a fucking badass dog, we're getting the fuck out of here, and I'm going to leave this shitbag dimension with all the rest of you troglodytes the fuck here, dude. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And it'll probably backfire horrifically on me. I know you guys are thinking, though, Dave, what the fuck? Fucking dimensional travel, asshole. Ain't no fucking such thing as dimensional travel. You're a jerk off. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. This, look, if you guys come back and listen to parts two and three, I'm gonna prove like motherfucking dimensional travel works. Dimensional travel is real. That shit's fucking real. Now look, this concludes episode one of interdimensional travel, the reports. Shout out to my homie Ivan for throwing this subject my way. All you new listeners out there, fuck yeah to you. You guys are the shit. Thank you for listening. Shout out to Crimes Clothing, ADHD Entertainment, Viral the Band, Valley Forge the Band, Lazarus Casket the Band. I also want you guys to check out my buddy Josh's new podcast, That's Not What I Ordered. It's basically a bunch of service people, people who've been in the service industry, talking about all the stories of uh, how they wait on all of your friends and wish they were all dead afterwards. So... So once again, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to fucking like, follow, share, subscribe, all that shit, tough guy. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Pony Express. Who gives a fuck? All right? This is the end of the podcast. See you next time.